0: Welcome everybody to the Lazy Geeks Podcast. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Yes, you are.
1: Oh, man. (laughs) Starting off with that sexual tension. Oh, shit. (laughs) It's like a dramatic novella pause right now. Everybody's doing (laughs) close-ups.
0: I used to uh, listen to Pablo Francisco. And he would always who didn't, do, yeah, and he like when he always talk about his telenovela, you know he goes, it'd be all the close up and you get that
1: yeah Maria my my I watched I've watched a few novellas through through the whole thing because you know how they they actually have a start and finish, which I, yeah. I find very interesting,
0: yeah, not like here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: whereas fucking days of our lives for the rest of your life. <laughs> um, the uh, I've watched it with my wife, my you know, wife's Salvadorian, and she's watched a few. <laughs> and this, some of them are fucking funny, dude. You don't even need to know what's going on. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I like the comedy ones. They're goofy and shit. The dramatic ones I don't dig because they're just typical fucking soap operas. But um, there's two things that I've noticed. One is my favorite one. Was Ti because it's just so fun to say Ti <laughs> and the chick was like mind-blowingly hot. Which leads me into my second point: whatever universe <laughs> that they're peering into, I yeah. want to know how to get there. <laughs> I know, right? seriously. What hot time? It's above hot chick. Like there's there's women on there that you you if you have a DVR you pause it. Like wow, what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what's in the water over there? Yeah, they say don't drink the water because they don't want us to be pretty like that. I know, right? I think it is. Well, because it's it's not the American version of pretty that's over there, which is why it's better. It's, yeah. <laughs> so, oh man, what's the like, American version of pretty? oh well, Blake Lively, I guess. Who too,
0: too thin? The one that was in um Green Lantern. She's she's hot
1: though.
0: Yeah, too tall, thin. And the problem is, it's
1: ultra thin, like uber thin. You know, uh, you know. Yeah, over... when everybody when everybody was fucking beaten off to Kate Moss, I was like, why? <laughs> yeah, they're two by four with fucking eyes.
0: <laughs> oh, I have that in my science class. It's called a skeleton. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. <laughs> um, but I I was when I go to the laundromat. I go to the laundromat, and they always have telenovelas on. And there's this one that I always seem to catch, and it's always dealing with kids it's like this like anthology series and it's always they are prey to some you know whatever you know uh virgin the virgin mary or something like that and and like it's the kids stories but they're always
1: so damn over the top Oh, I know what show you're talking about. You, you and did. then at the end, there's like a rose or yeah, something. yeah, a
0: rose pops up, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, suddenly yeah,
1: yeah. everything turns out okay. Some like corn shit, dude. yeah. Like
0: this, this I, the last one that I saw was some kid over there, and he kept getting made of fun of because he kept peeing his pants. And like it was like they're like, ah, ha, ha. I was like, oh my god, this is like fucking harsh, dude. <laughs>
1: That's how they roll in the streets. My wife explained that. She, my wife hates that show. She says it's so stupid. But she explained it to me as it's like divine intervention. Like that's the whole thing. Every oh, single I episode. That. I
0: get that. But it's just a, like seriously these kids are, should be like cutting themselves.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they get fucking straight up picked on. Like,
0: yeah. You're almost like dude just... Double tap him in the forehead and get it over with.
1: I don't don't watch that one because it's all kids. If there's not hot chicks in it, what's the point? Well, sometimes the mom. Yeah, but that's far and few between with the scenes. Like, you know, you need to have a focus. Well,
0: it's not like I have the remote control over there. Like I sit there and go, hey, give me the remote.
1: I have been known to change a channel (laughs) on a a laundromat TV. Because I'll be, I'll be, I remember I was the only one there. It was me and the owner. And the owner was, was white, as always. The owner is white. And it's two TVs, and they're both on Spanish news. I'm like, motherfucker, I don't even want to watch the English news. So I reached up, and I, I popped one channel up, and I found uh, it was playing like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air or something. So I was like, I'm done with that. So he got all fucking butthurt. He got all fucking butthurt. He's like, don't touch my television. like, you see I'm standing. Does it look like I want to watch Spanish news? He's like, you could have asked me. He, you could have been polite, and I go, I could have been, or I could have just fucking changed the channel. Jesus, bitch. Damn. And he left it on too. Mm. Fuck Don't change the Fresh Prince. <laughs> you get fucking cut for less, dude. <laughs> I That's was like, the... hey, I was watching that. <laughs> I'm watching that because I can relate. We're from the streets. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, Sometimes
1: I'm chilling out, cool Max, and fucking shooting some b-ball, b-ball outside, outside of school, school. fucker. <laughs> you know, always running into some guys that are up to no good. <laughs> Bitches always trying to make trouble in my neighborhood. Dude, I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, oh man.
0: So I was, uh I was uh listening to talk radio because when I'm with, <laughs> when I'm with Heather in her car. Usually it's KFI on. And, uh. What's KFI? KFI is talk radio.
1: They have a talk radio station? I thought they canceled the talk radio station in LA. It's there. It's you have to
0: hit the AM dial.
1: Oh, um, that talk
0: radio. Yeah, that talk radio. Um, it was interesting. I it was funny because the guy goes, uh, or no, it was the, you know, they have their talk radio. And, well, it was actually kind of cool because it was a nerd, uh, nerd radio show. Guy talked to, like, uh, the showrunner for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and then the week after he was talking to the dude that does Arrow, so in a lot of the stuff he was talking about, I was like, okay, this guy's pretty, oh, he's the founder of uh, Comic Book Resources. He has his oh, own radio God. show, uh, but then they cut, you know, they, they do the cut for news, you know, every, like, 30 minutes or so, and this the lady in the news goes, yeah, if you're ever uh, in China, be careful of those Chinese noodles over there, and I was like, wait, I gotta hear this. He <laughs> said that this uh, this person had gone to gone to a Chinese restaurant, got some noodles, and when they when that person left, as they were go- getting home, they started feeling uncontrollably sick. They felt really just horrible, and then kind of blacked out. Next thing you know, a guy wakes up in the hospital. A test missing you know, a kidney. They're doing some tests on him. That the as the res, the results of the test cause. The chinese government to shut down the noodle place and arrest the owner because the guy was putting uh opium in the noodles why because he oh, wanted, so you get, addicted, if, to so noodles, you get addicted to the noodles and you get people to come back <laughs> I was like, I need me get some fucking noodles. was <laughs> no, like, y'all motherfuckers don't know. <laughs> it's like, I got these sweats and I have the urge for noodles. I don't know what's going on. <laughs>
1: it's like, hey man, I'm hungry. You know any good spots around here? Dude, there's only one place I eat, <laughs> and that's that noodle joint
0: <laughs> down on Fifth and. I thought you just came back from there. I know, but I can go back.
1: <laughs> Yo, honestly, I'm there more than I'm home. <laughs>
0: I know. <laughs> Where I ended up, uh, I'd pay rent here. <laughs>
1: So what's up with this pussy? He couldn't party hard or what?
0: Yeah, I guess uh he could I guess the opium had some uh uh
1: you know Opium just, in it?
0: Yeah, it just couldn't it's <laughs> system couldn't react to the opium in the noodles, so you know I obviously it wasn't top ramen because it didn't have that little
1: packet of Actually <laughs> that's paper. his first problem. <laughs> right. We all know the most high top quality Chinese noodles is <laughs> top ramen. Oh of course, you yeah. know. You can so. buy by the metric ton. <laughs> if I if I compare it to the quality of the products that they make, their <laughs> top ramen is top notch. <laughs> oh man! But I was just
0: like, dude, the, I it either it's either one, he's the most brilliant person in the world to think of, hmm, what addictive substance could I put in the noodles <laughs> to make people come back, or two, wow, my restaurant sucks balls.
1: What could I do? I mean, if you can't sell Chinese noodles in China, like, what are you fucking doing? You know what I mean? Like, You got to reevaluate your life. It's fucking Chinese noodles. It's like trying to sell hamburgers in America. Like seriously, if you can't sell a few hamburgers every day. I know, right? What are you doing wrong? And you know, like in America, it's
0: always those little dive ones that are, have like the best food
1: fucking grease coming off the bag and shit. Where
0: they, where the grease mixes in with like the brown paper bag and you get that just aroma where you're like oh I want to eat through the bag right now. America. <laughs> For those of you outside of America you just don't know what you're missing.
1: <laughs> Diabetes and cardiac arrest.
0: That's the American way.
1: <laughs> yeah. Bitches. <laughs> uh so i keep it healthy though because you're supposed to stay hydrated wash that shit down with a 42 ounce coke (laughs)
0: bitches (laughs) fuck that i watch it wash it down with a 40 (laughs) (laughs) 40 oe uh um (laughs) there's another thing i heard on the radio that was just like so they have this big thing i don't know if you even heard about it over there probably not but the miramonte school out here in la um this was the school that had a um (laughs) uh child molester as a teacher and well that's
1: that's a that's i don't think that's a job requirement (laughs) yeah
0: but apparently he was and like they're suing the school district for keeping this guy on the payroll because he'd been a teacher for like 20 years or something like that how do you not know that i can to a website yeah well th- and find the shit i know but the funny thing is is that like he would and some of the shit he did was like super gross like he would i think she's like he didn't just date a 17 year old like, no he, he no it was sick shit no this is elementary
1: school like he was That's some fucked up shit. yeah
0: he was like secreting bodily fluids on cookies and then feeding them to the class and shit
1: what? yeah I don't even understand
0: that shit. But it was just like – I was listening like, fuck, man. And uh, this guy got caught like a couple years ago and they're going to trial. And, of course, the LAUSD is all like, oh, we've only had um, allegations since the 90s. But during court documents, there was an allegation of him doing something back in the 80s. And here's the thing. This is what I thought Who was... Who gives ho-
1: a fuck if it was the 90s or yesterday?
0: Because, they're, because it's calling that they're, that, that they're calling them a liar that the LAUSD was covering it up. Um, but what the, they said was that the allegation was apparently the guy during a field trip dropped trow on a field trip with a bunch of his students... And I guess a parent saw it or something like that and reported it. School dis- school, and the school district didn't do anything about it. Um, there were other allegations that the guy would, I guess, wearing shorts and like would kick his feet up onto the desk and part of him would flop out <laughs> and like in front of his class. And they're like. And so you know what his elementary school too that
1: makes it extra dirty.
0: But the guy, here's the thing: is the guy's got a good lawyer, and you know why? Because he goes, "Oh well, because he flopped out of his pants. That's that was due to the durability of the underwear he was wearing. Inconsistent elastic was the culprit." Oh, I just <laughs> dropped my glasses. Inconsistent elastic. Are it's, you fucking kidding me? No. <laughs> he said that it, that was the reason why on a few occasions he's flopped out of his undergarments is because the elastic in the underwear is failing and it's not consistent to keep his junk
1: inside. You know, all this sounds like it sounds like that this the L.A. school district has secretly been an arm of the catholic church for so long
0: right i know i was like wow they've been, they know where they're
1: taking their cues from but i just thought like damn and i really did drop my glasses and i can't see to find them oh i found them <laughs> just when i
0: i remember heather and i were we were in the car we both heard it was due to inconsistent elastic did they
1: we, dramatic pause on that
0: they were just like like they stopped. Like the, the news person said that and the two hosts of the show were like quiet for a second. Doing nothing to say. And then me, Heather and I look at each other and we're like, Are you fucking serious? <laughs> 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 this is I was like, Oh my god. And well and, and Heather was saying, She goes, Yeah, she goes, that's why lawyers she goes, law students aren't the best lawyers. She goes, It's the ones that are English majors straight up because then you can take something you spin a phrase and spin shit. a phrase and makes it innocuous and then suddenly hey oh it's not too bad it's like
1: yeah inconsistent inconsistent elastic that's why you know all of a sudden somebody <laughs> hears something so that stupid and they forget about him fucking jerking off to cookies and shit and yeah. giving them to kids hopefully they took him out of the school though i tell you oh, that yeah, yeah.
0: he was out of the school and you know the school district is having like a shitstorm with that and the They've uh, – I think they actually even – after it all happened, they had sh- the, they shut the school down for like a couple of weeks. And then instead of sending the kids back there that year, they moved them to another school for just that year, the rest of that year. And then, yeah, it's just been a clusterfuck. No, dude, I
1: know, I, know it, I know it's extremely sexist for me to say. But with my kid – I don't like male teachers, man. No. Nah. I just don't. There's too much of this stuff in the news. It's never a chick. It's always a male oh, teacher doing oh. some twisted shit. Don't fuck my shit up. I,
0: I, I'm going to. Because uh, apparently there was another teacher who knew what he was doing, and she would send her kids over there to get cookies from the guy. What the fuck? And she like, she would was... just hate the kids or something? Seriously. I mean, Heather was a teacher for 17 years. She goes, I was just she goes i would get to the point where i would just like oh my god i hate these kids and i left it's like there's there's a point where you can leave
1: or you start doing twisted shit i was just like oh my god dude some people just shouldn't be teachers yeah. like if you hate your kids that much the yeah. kids that you're teaching that you have to fucking spread semen on cookies and get like how could you even do it to a small child even a dick of a child yeah like how could you go here eat this cookie like what the fuck
0: i mean i i can understand if you take your dick and smack him across the face with it i mean (laughs) that's just teaching him a lesson (laughs) but it's just discipline
1: (laughs) (laughs) jesus christ
0: But I was like, oh my God. Like, I mean, I remember hearing something about it, but I never really followed up on it because, you know, the media here is all about what's going on now and, you know, what can we make a thing out of it instead of actually giving you news. But I was listening to it on this radio station. This, this one, I can't remember the guys that are covering it, but they're all over this case because they just hate LAUSD. So they're talking about all the court records and just saying this stuff that was coming out. I was just like, oh my God. I would never send my it?
1: Where kids. was the school?
0: It's out in South LA, I think, or somewhere out in LA, it's LA proper. Of course, know? of
1: course. So, but that type of shit is the hardest thing for a normal person to to wrap their head around because I I feel that protecting children is kind of like it's it's really is a human instinct, and 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 the individual has to be skewed in some way. Yeah to To be capable of that kind of behavior, so when normal people see it, there's a mixture of disgust and confusion. Like what the fuck? Like why are you? Why? What are you doing?
0: Well, that that was me when I first heard that. I just was like stunned, like stunned silent. Like, how do you even fucking do that? Like, what the hell? Like, at what point does that seem like a cool idea? You know
1: the wrong point (laughs) yeah that's (laughs) the point (laughs) Uh, jesus christ uh, but anyway tyrant feather seriously old school
0: so something that wasn't suffering from inconsistent elastic (laughs) uh, (laughs) was the new gotham show (laughs) hey that show was dope man yeah um yeah you, you finally saw it right yeah you saw it I saw it yesterday. Yeah. And I think I saw it on um, Thursday or something like that. But uh, yeah, you
1: you're the Batman f- fanatic. I am not a fanatic. Yeah. Having knowledge of something <laughs> does not make one a fanatic. A little bit. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm not blowing up the Marvel building or anything. <laughs> um no, like I have a, I had I didn't have reservations but I had worries. Because um, when I think about a, a DC show of this scale, mm. I always think about Smallville. <laughs> which I know, different network, different tone and all that. But different time. The po- yeah, the popularity level. you know. And one thing, and we, we were talking about this yesterday. One thing that I'm worried about that I, I don't see in the pilot um, is if they introduce some of the villains – or even characters rather just too soon because a lot of them like um, who did i use as an example? Nigma I was talking to you? No, Nigma. See, Nigma made sense because Nigma is older than Batman. He was in the game before Batman even showed up. Yeah, that's true. He just became weird with fucking the obsession. i sh- um, obsession with uh, Batman. Everybody's uh, wants to suck Batman's dick basically. Um, the <sighs> You could say Joker. I mean, yeah. we could just use Joker. Why not? I was trying to pick somebody else, but why not? Um, if you introduced full-fledged adult Joker in the in the third episode, right. It wouldn't make any sense. Not only would it not make any sense because it's breaking canon, because it's just weird, but it dramatically changes the character. And the reason why I say I go back to Smallville, they introduced um, Supergirl. Oh right, in, yeah, into that show, and it made absolutely no sense because in the comic book. She came to Earth when Superman was already fucking Superman. Like he was already, everybody knew who he was. He'd saved the Earth like 800 times already, you know. And that relationship between the I know what I'm doing, let me guide you, and the, the teenage girl who's frightened right. built Supergirl. It made Supergirl what she was. And then when she came in Smallville, it was, that, that wasn't, she was just Supergirl by name to me. I mean, that wasn't Supergirl. You know, it was, it was, she was like more badass than fucking Clark was. Yeah. You know, and, and it's that kind of shit that I, I hope doesn't happen with Gotham because Gotham, we have an interesting opportunity to see Gotham City from a different perspective, from a real perspective. You know, the average well, Joe perspective, basically. Right.
0: Well, I think it, it, it could, if they stick to what they do, if they make it kind of like a, not necessarily like a law and order type of thing, but just like every week a different crime, even if it's not part of canon. You know, if it's just a mob, because it's obviously big mob hits, they could have a couple of episode story arcs that don't really involve Batman, but involves Gordon and maybe some of the side characters, even none of the main characters in there. I'd be happy with that. Yeah. You know, if it's all about like, yeah, we're doing about Gordon. So obviously Gordon, you know, when the Gordon had the introduction of Batman, that changed his whole world. So obviously if you're gonna introduce huge villains early on, that's gonna change everything.
1: The one major thing and we're spoiling, right? We're spoiling. Yeah, spoiling it. One one major thing that I just thought was annoying because it didn't make much sense was to have little kid version of Selena Kyle in every fucking scene. Oh my god. Watching everything. Like you didn't need to do that.
0: Yeah, I didn't I didn't find it necessary that she would like be watching it it would just i was t- waiting
1: for her to do something
0: it just seemed to me like it was just there to to do it to just like here's
1: an extra here's an extra character
0: yeah here's an like because in the if you think about it they had selena kyle they had edward nigma which the scene was awesome i loved that bit where he kept trying to trivialize no 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 just tell us <laughs> you know um <laughs> uh, that i loved i loved that part and then the little the little ivy yeah, but see, that's throwback shit. See, I dig yeah. that. But see, no, but I'm saying that they, they threw enough of those. You didn't, you know, and, and possibly the Joker.
1: I'm, you know? thinking so, I'm thinking so with an Alan Moore bit on it because I'm yeah. um, the comedian in the club.
0: Yeah, because that's, um,
1: yeah, and, you know, I, I've, I've read that
0: also online about it. I totally forgot about the whole Alan Moore bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, it was just kind of like, okay, possibly. So, obviously, Younger. And then, of course, you had one of the main guys was Cobblepot, so it was I just, think he was badass in that. I think I, the actor
1: I, was doing a good job.
0: I really dug it. And they're like, "Hey,
1: Penguin, don't call me that,"
0: <laughs> you know. Uh, I, I thought they kind of threw a lot in just for
1: the sake of throwing it in, I and kind that's of felt... okay. That's okay with me in the pilot. Mm-hmm. But if that keeps going like that, it's gonna it's gonna wear out. Yeah, you know, you expect that kind of silly shit in the pilot. Yeah. You know, just too much of it. Like, okay, yes, you're going to fourth and Grundy. I get it. You know, <laughs> silly stuff like that. But um, as long as they don't do it all the time, then it will be fine. But I think if it just turns into a normal cop drama with that Batman universe twist – because technically the Batman universe doesn't even exist yet because Batman isn't Batman. Right. He's just some punk kid.
0: Yeah. You know, so. And, and
1: we can see just like – and then
0: obviously – the, the twist on the the Wayne murders that it was a hit
1: yeah you
0: know, um which I think
1: wasn't wasn't Alan the Alan Moore story was like that too I don't remember it was a planned thing one of them was like that but also the
0: the Nolan one was yeah you know, the, um, you know so it was you know there was there was a lot of of that already kind of in play which kind of makes sense because you think a random act you know you kind of have to make it a little bit bigger. But uh, you know, I I I personally liked the dynamic between Gordon and his partner. Yeah, uh, the the way they interacted with one another, especially in that in that meat locker scene. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> where he's like, "Thanks for coming after me."
1: Yeah, I regret it already. <laughs> I think I think it's um, it's a good it's a good partnership for the show overall because they're they're both so different. Yeah, you have you have one cop that you have Gordon who's you know full of aspiration wants to wants to fix everything and you have the other one who's already given up. He's not right. necessarily a bad guy. He yeah. just let the the dark the dark side of the town kind of get to him and yeah. he doesn't want to be fucked with. Yeah. So and he just
0: knows that look, there's things you can't control.
1: So I'm not even gonna bother controlling it. Exactly. But yeah. you see that that both of them are teaching each other shit.
0: Yeah, but you know what like, I mean? Like, like it's, it was cool. Like the one, like the scene where he was like, where he wanted to drop the case, and then when the, you know, the important crimes unit came in, and then he's like, you know what? No, I was gonna give it to you, but you could, had to go and act like that, you know? It you was had you like, had to
1: be disrespectful? disrespectful. Yeah, you know, yes, it, was, it was funny.
0: It was like moments like that, or when, and then when he told, um, when he told uh, Miss uh, Miss Will Smith, you know, like, cause if you kill him, then I'm gonna have to come after you. You know, and it was just kind of like, okay, okay, he has some you know some cost, but then the whole thing at the end what he had, what he was supposed to do with uh
1: what he told james to do about uh Cobblebot. but see then even then on the flip too like if you look at that on the surface you seem like oh it's a crooked cop but then if you really think about it his justification is this is a horrible human being right so sure we you know the the mob boss wants us to kill him but i mean who gives a fuck he's a criminal
0: Right. You know, and I'm not saying that's and right. The, and the greater but, deal is, is it's then it's you, then it's your wife, and yeah. anybody else you know. So you're going like,
1: to get rid of a scumbag who's who's going to cause pain and fucking misery for people. I mean, he doesn't know he's the Penguin, but I mean, right. you know, he's just a bad guy. And you're going to protect good people in the in the in the in the process. I mean, that that's and that's that's a very Batman esque yeah. um, um, issue that you know Batman doesn't kill people and stuff like that. So I feel I feel that. The tone of the show is just is is right. I like it too it's, dark.
0: No, it was that you know, and that, that's good because it could have. If it went too Nolan'y, I probably would have been like, uh. Well, you see, know.
1: the the reason I didn't want it to be too dark too is because if you really notice in most Batman stories, it gets dark when Batman shows up. Yeah. Like it's 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 not happy go lucky when he's not there, but it's not overly depressingly dark until yeah. Batman shows because that's his thing. Yeah, you know, so I I like that they've kept it a little bit normal. I mean, it's just a it looks like Detroit. Yeah, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, I mean, I liked the I liked what he did before he went to shoot him. He's like, don't come back to Gotham
1: ever. <laughs> don't ever come back to Gotham. Um, popped his fucking eardrum. Yeah, but uh,
0: yeah, so yeah, I overall I liked it. I just you kind of have to see how it plays out. I know there's gonna be a ton of you out there that just oh well, it was cool and then not follow it again. But I'm one of those like, okay, the pilot intrigued me. Let's go a couple of episodes. You know, not every episodes they're gonna try to find their footing, but you know, how it turns out and what they become will be, will be interesting to see.
1: Yeah, I think I'm gonna keep with it, um, at least the first season, and that's a pretty big deal for me because I really don't watch TV. Yeah, I was telling Steve I was trying to catch up with a, uh, a couple TV shows, and I'm like, Jesus. Watched so much fucking TV yesterday, I was getting bored out of my <laughs> mind. So he goes, "What did you watch?" I'm like, two episodes of Doctor Who and Gotham." That's it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, "Really, dude?" Because I got through Agents of Shield. Uh, towards the uh, end of Gotham, pop. towards the end of Gotham, I'm like, "I have to do something. I can't <laughs> just sit here and watch this." So, yeah.
0: Uh, but uh, yeah, so um, yeah, I'll be checking it out. And then, of course, The Flash comes out on October 7th, so I'll be watching. Flash
1: defender of capital
0: city oh and here i just i want to take this moment to do a public service announcement to all of you douchebags out there uh, we know in the media they've been they've been talking about the bending of the iphone 6 plus and apple said it's only nine instances whether you believe them or not that's Neither here nor I've been there.
1: hearing other reports but
0: yeah I know I've been hearing other too but you know um they probably just took the first nine and said we only had nine <laughs> <laughs> but please please stop going into Apple stores and bending them
1: that's so <laughs> stupid you're not proving anything like I could bend I could bend a note yeah get no phone if I wanted to
0: and and you know, what's funny is that, you know, all all phones bend. You apply enough pressure on them, and if they're thin
1: enough, you can't... go bend get... or snap. Yeah.
0: And it's just like, going into an Apple store and bending it just to see if it bends is stupid. Because one, yeah, you're not proving anything. You're going to look like an asshole by everyone around you. You're like, what a fucking dick. And the Apple store has to spend money to replace that phone. And, you know, that's just, it's just like, no here's something you want to be dumb about it buy one then bend it yourself yeah and then turn it into apple and said i bought this a week ago and it bent like that <laughs> you know yeah learn how to be a dick what was that uh uh conan commercial you sent oh, Which, that was so funny
1: the samsung it's, it's yes. hard it, and rigid <laughs> it's just so funny because the dude comes in and she's like the chick's like, I heard you got that new iPhone and she's being like really like bedroom eyes about it. Yeah. And he's like, Yeah, I did. And she's like, Can I see it? And he pulls it out and it's all fucking bent and says, Is your phone coming up flaccid? <laughs> it's a total,
0: total like uh what you would think of like a Viagra commercial. It's like it's rigid and yeah, try
1: try the try the Samsung note. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like sliding it in and out of his pocket. <laughs>
0: oh my god that shit was hilarious i'll post it on the lazy geeks facebook page so if you guys want to check it out it was hilarious (laughs) uh all right well um last week we didn't get to a doctor who episode because frankly adam and i both fell behind and uh so this week we're going to double up and talk about bank heist and the caretaker um so what first what did you think about uh, the bank heist
1: i liked it um at first i thought it was kind of a mess
0: <laughs>
1: to be honest but it it you started to realize it was supposed to be that way um there was you know my favorite character in that show was the was the um the dude with the computer in his head or like the cyborg dude he was like the coolest dude yeah I mean, you know and you know
0: and it was cool too because like you know, where he deleted his memory, and you're thinking, like, fuck, that's kind of suck dude. Yeah. Uh, you know, or just to protect his friends and stuff like that. Yeah, I thought he was a total, I thought he was totally cool. Um, and no one fucking died. Yeah. Is one of the few times, cause like when you see that, see what happens, spoilers, by the way, but when you see them like use that, you know, final solution, whatever, you kind of like, oh, fuck, dude, like, of course, like, they, this shits
1: get dark. Yeah. It was fucking dying. Yeah, and then you're like,
0: oh, and they're like, yeah, we're in a giant blue box orbiting. Is that yours?
1: <laughs> you know. <laughs>
0: but uh, yeah, I really liked it because uh, yeah, it kind of turned into a mess. But I liked how it was basically a story of redemption instead of like a bank robbery that you thought it was. Yeah. You know, it was these people getting something for themselves, and then and it, because when like the girl got the the serum to make herself human. And then the guy got to you know restore his memory. I was like, it has to be something big for the doctor. Do
1: like, you mean when when Mystique got Beast's um, <laughs> serum? Yeah,
0: uh, but you know, it was uh, it was one of those things where I'm just like, there has to be something big for the doctor. It has to because you know he's never really interested unless somebody asks for help. And so when they started talking to him, I'm like, oh, it's it's that that was the regret. And when he's like, call me. He keeps doing the whole little yeah the whole little call me finger. But uh yeah I thought that was cool. I, I thought yeah it was really like it was kind of fun. It it started to get dark but then you started figuring it out. It's like, oh he was the architect. When <laughs> the was like,
1: Don't you get it, I hate the architect meaning he hates himself. It was a good spin on it. And I, I honestly did not expect him to be the architect. Maybe I was just having a slow day. <laughs> but I just didn't – sometimes I forget about the whole time travel bit. Right, right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't you don't think of that being in the plot. Yeah. Like, you know that he's moving through time, but you forget that it can be used as, like, uh, to move the plot around in weird ways. Yeah. But, um. no, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good episode.
0: Yeah. What was it? Um, oh, don't worry. All calories consumed in the TARDIS don't count. Really? You <laughs> can't no
1: this is a time machine <laughs> I'm not, a, not a miracle, miracle worker <laughs> uh
0: and uh the
1: caretaker uh i like this one more than the bank one to be honest with you. yeah
0: i thought this i thought this um had, well one he's on earth he's mixing with everybody the whole him i was like i'm the caretaker
1: Nobody, the go away humans. Yeah, the,
0: yeah, the go away human side. He's so he's such a bitter doctor.
1: <laughs> he's just like <laughs> he doesn't want to talk to anyone.
0: Yeah, and then he's like, "Look, I got a brush, you know." And then when when uh, Clara tries to make a move on him, he holds up the brush like it's supposed yeah. to protect him. Um, it, it kind of threw me for his loop too because I thought that's when like uh, Pink was actually going to become like a companion, like on the TARDIS or something like that. But he's just like. I like the bitterness too. It's like, I've seen people like him, you know, I've served for people like him, you know, and he doesn't like soldiers. So you have the soldier who doesn't like that aristocratic type of know-it-all. So I, kind of like, I thought that was a good dynamic where it's kind of putting Clara in that
1: awkward position. I thought it was a good, um, a good character development episode. You know, it, it really focused on, um, less on the doctor and more on, Clara and uh Pink Mr. Pink yeah yeah and just their their relationship and and now we know that it's not just them dating anymore like they right. they're like a straight up exclusive couple.
0: Yeah. I did like the fact that he got the wrong idea when he saw the guy with the bow tie.
1: Dude, I thought he looked like Matt Smith for a minute too before <laughs> yeah. he even said anything. Yeah. I was like I, that that yeah, mask with that quaff in the hair and yeah, shit. Yeah,
0: th- and the bow tie. And then when the doctor saw and his eyes got big, he was just like, like he was flattered. Like, oh yeah, she yeah she's with somebody who looks
1: like who looked like me, you know. And then to come <laughs> to find out, I was like,
0: no, but it was the other guy.
1: And like pissed. He's like, he's not my type. And the yeah. dude doctor's like, what the fuck? she <laughs> yeah, he gave that look of just like, what. <laughs>
0: Uh, I thought that was, I thought that was a good little spin on it. Um, I thought it was, yeah, both episodes were fun. Um, of course, again, we, in the caretaker, we've got the vision of heaven again.
1: So. Have, yeah. But the, uh, the chick didn't look all that happy that time either. Yeah. So. Looked have, like something was going on. So uh,
0: figure out, I mean, we're what, almost halfway through the season. So, cause what was that episode six or five? Yeah. Yeah, six. six. Yeah, so we're almost we're almost half almost hitting the halfway point.
1: Uh, I forget what the next episode, what the teaser was. I don't even remember. Uh,
0: they're on the moon.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah. So something's going on in the moon. It was also nice to have an Earth-based episode. I like. Yeah, those I, are nice
1: every once in a yeah.
0: while. I did like the fact when they're showing all the different locations that Clara's with the Doctor on, and she's like, "It's good. Good. Give me the in my other coat." Another coat? Why do you have another coat? Is a is the, is one of them faulty? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, it was it was crazy though because I was laughing uh, when Mister Pink went in there and he was invisible. Uh, I thought it was a cute scene, but then when they started like really fighting, yeah, I was I kind of I felt uncomfortable. <laughs> like I just didn't. I was like shit. Like these motherfuckers really don't like each other.
0: Yeah, when he yeah when he started doing the whole let's go somewhere and I'm like oh he knows. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, I was like, "Oh, he knows that he's there."
0: Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I thought that was a really cool episode. Really kind of shows the,
1: I guess that I guess you can see that he's he's really jealous. He's completely jealous. I think, so. it, I think it's exactly what Mister Pink said at the end is that he he wants the person to be good enough. Yeah. Like it's 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 more of a he cares like very deeply for her. Yeah. He wants doesn't want her to get involved with a shithead. Yeah. Basically.
0: Yeah, you know, like what most people would use, like you want to see somebody that's worthy of that person. So, uh,
1: if you if he wants, I'm more than happy to. Oh yeah, I mean, I think all of us facilitate <laughs> any dating needs for Clara Oswald. <laughs> uh, all right, so
0: let's uh, jump into some news. Forty, minutes, 40 minutes in, I know. <laughs> all right, so in uh, movie news. So while 20th Century Fox has yet to release their DVD and Blu-ray version of X-Men Days of Future Past, it seems that they're already promoting a second incarnation of the movie that will feature all of Anna Paquin's rogue scenes that is slated to be released somewhere in the first part of 2015. Writer and producer Simon Kinberg uh, made the announcement on Thursday that they will have a second, uh, have the second, which what he's termed as a rogue cut, from Stage 21, where they filmed the first reboot, the X-Men First Class. was uh, The theatrical version of the film is available on digital, but the DVD will come out on October 14th. But, quote, It's a huge chunk, a substantial part of the movie, Kingsbury said about Paquin's storyline as Rogue. We want to give fans the fullest p- picture of the film, behind the camera and in front of it, What with the Rogue cut and provide more of the process we went through to make the film. Every movie has scenes that were cut out, but not every movie has scenes cut out with such a beloved character, Kinsberg said, according to Variety. Paquin's character was heavily reported that she agreed to return to the film last year, but shortly before the film's release, we heard reports that she was out of the movie, then back in, and in the end, she was given a small cameo at the tail end of the movie. Uh, Now, for... The reasons for the cut of her characters in the film is due to the fact that the film had already was already full of s- plots and subplots. Uh, it's the most complex movie I've ever worked on, Kingsburg said. I pray to God I never work on another time travel movie, he exclaimed. Uh, to be honest, while this is a cool set of news, there is no real reason for them to offer a second cut of the movie to add about ten minutes into. Uh, into its already long running time. I know there are fans of the character, but to offer a rogue cut of the film is a bit much. They should have just simply added a director's cut of the release of um, release of the theatrical version, and then that would cut off the. But then that would cut off the second
1: money flow, right? Yeah, it's kind of dumb. Yeah, it just honest.
0: yeah, it's just kind of like why not just put in two versions on the one film and say like, hey, we got this one and the director's cut.
1: Yeah, when know. when did everyone start caring about Rogue so much?
0: I know. I mean, it's like, eh. I mean, Rogue kind of Ro- the way they handled Rogue in the third film was just really bad. Yeah. So I don't really know
1: why. You know, I mean, she's hot, but right, she's hot, but what's what's up? <laughs> we got uh, Jennifer Lawrence playing Mystique, so I, I mean, right, we got that, we got that covered. Yeah. So. So um,
0: so we're we're good. We're good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and you know, uh pause, but um the dude who plays Professor X, not bad on the eyes either. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so hell, I'll even throw um fucking Magneto in there too. Why yeah. not? Everybody's cute on that fucking movie. Right. Everybody's pretty on that movie. <laughs> Another universe where no one's ugly. <laughs> Patrick Stewart can get it. <laughs> 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 Stupid. <laughs> anyway, uh, so keeping on the, uh, the X-Men tone here, um, after the end credits scene in X-Men Days of Future Past, it's safe to say that fans are excited for what's coming next. X-Men Apocalypse writer um, Simon Kingsburg, recently sat down with Yahoo for a Q&A session on what to expect, and more importantly, what not to expect. Kingsburg said the new movie will focus on the first-class cast, and while it's possi- possible older characters will appear, they most likely will be recast. Quote, If we included some of the original X-Men like Storm and Gene and Scott and others others in, the apo- in Apocalypse, I almost said in the Apocalypse, in <laughs> Apocalypse, um, yeah, we'd have to recast them. As Apocalypse takes place a good 20 years before the first X-Men, which was now insanely a good 10 to 15 years ago. Uh, continuing, it would be really hard to do. Halle Berry and, is it Famke? Famke yeah, Famke Jansen. Yeah, and Jimmy um, Marston uh, and others have done such wonderful jobs of bringing these parts to life and are so identified with so identified with those parts now. So it would be a tall task, but I also would have said before First Class that there would be no actors who can stand alongside Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart. I would have said the same thing myself. (laughs) Um, Well, this is understandable due to the actor's age versus the time frame the film is set in. These quotes contradict previous statements made by Kingsburg, saying Apocalypse, quote, will certainly have some of the original cast involved too, unquote. This could mean he has retooled his original idea, or he has just... Or he just meant the original characters instead of of the actual actors that have portrayed them. Either way, the movie isn't exactly around the corner with a May twenty seventh, two thousand sixteen release date. So we'll have plenty of time to mull it over. Um, I mean, the, the recasting just makes sense. Yeah. Like yeah, Patrick Stewart. You can't make Patrick Stewart look any younger. And they they did such a bad job in uh, Wolverine and the uh, oh my god, X, it looks the horrible. Third, the
0: third X Men movie.
1: It just looked bad. Man. Yeah. It's like, let's erase all facial features of this Yeah. It's, he's now a cartoon. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, SpongeBob like... looks more real than
0: you. <laughs> Suddenly, he looks like he's straight out of Call of Duty. What happened? <laughs> oh, Ugh. man. But uh, dude, Apocalypse, that's going to be... That's going to be dope. Yeah, it's supposed to be the... This movie's supposed to be the third and final chapter of the whole new class storyline. So unless it makes a lot of money, then they'll probably recast and okay, now we're going to do something different.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> we're going to uh, West Coast Avengers. <laughs> That's what we're going to try.
1: Oh, Jesus, please. No, <laughs> I don't even want them to do that in the comic book. Let alone a movie. I know. Right. Uh, all right. Moving on into gaming news. There are two schools of
0: thought. When you mention the call of duty franchise, it either, it Suck is either it sucks or it is awesome. Uh, in a fanboy world, there is, much, there is not much of a gray area in this conversation. Nevertheless, it seems that a research firm is predicting that Call of Duty Advanced, Warf- Advanced Warfare will sell less copies than the previous incarnation, Call of Duty Ghost. Stern Aggie, analyst uh, Arvind Batia, Said over the weekend that they can expect Activision's latest entry to ship 15% fewer copies than the 2013 entry, Ghosts, according to Cinema Blend. That roughly gives us the math of some 3 million copies less, which is roughly around 17 million versus 2013's 20 million. Uh, Batia g- did give a couple of reasons as to why it will ship less. Gamers ha- might be skeptical of Advanced War, skeptical of Advanced Warfare because they were disappointed by Ghost. This may lead to them to not purchase Advanced Warfare unless word of mouth or reviews are strong. PS3 and Xbox 360 sales are down 50 uh 50% and 46% this year, respectively. I think they meant pre-orders. And this doesn't bode well for the mass market cross-gen title like uh Advanced Warfare and and also many consumers are still considering whether to upgrade to a ps4 or xbox one and they're not going to buy the game until they decide on a platform yeah because to me that's a game you would buy for a new platform uh but console transition could have been a huge culprit in the lower sales of call of of the call of duty title especially when many companies were offering small upgrade fees to get the console for the holidays however many people have made their decision and could get a new game for their you know more futuristic gameplay now, there are a few ways that Activision could beat this prediction, as earlier buzz has been very positive. It is the first game that's coming out uh, that is coming out based on the whole three-year development concept, and this was designed to improve quality and graphics, which has been suffering a bit in recent years. People can claim gamer fatigue with the series and many people are simply purchasing it for the multiplayer aspect as well as, uh, and many of the single player gamers are leaving it alone take myself for example i personally like to play the main campaign and in recent years the main storyline is very short and it becomes a waste of purchase uh a waste to purchase the game for sixty dollars for something that i can finish in a day or two somehow however we know activision likes to run a concept into the ground until it is beyond dead mm-hmm. so i to be honest i don't think so i don't think i think it's gonna out i think it's gonna outpace ghost um because of the fact that it is a futuristic concept and it looks like, because that was the bad thing with like Black Ops, like they did that advanced warfare kind of thing in the beginning, but you had to go through the whole past first. So I think
1: it almost it, felt like false advertisement. It, it did because you're like, like oh, what? I could use future shit, and then you're like, why am I in the '70s? <laughs> <laughs> I'm back in Nam again. What
0: what happened? And uh, so, but you know, and yeah. I don't remember a lot of the, uh, what do you call it? The reviews for ghost. I didn't, but they weren't obviously they weren't stellar. They
1: weren't, they weren't terrible, Yeah. but they, they're, they they were not as good as they usually are. Huh. There were, there were glaring issues that the thing is, and there's two things with me with call of duty. One, you can't keep doing the same fucking thing over and over again and expect people to just piss themselves in excitement that, that, bandwagon starts to lose a lose a wheel after a while and then also you also can't have a core thing that you never change and just keep pasting improvements on it because eventually you just run out of improvements yeah you run out of ways to make it dynamically better you have to change the core I mean but cr- then there's problems with that too
0: yeah I mean Christ you have three studios running three different versions of the game it's like you know, it's like at one time you're gonna, it's gonna start cutting off that mo- um money flow, but, you know,
1: that's what Activision fuck. does. Yeah, Activision, people like to say EA's the shit company. Activision makes uh, quite a few fucking shit decisions.
0: Well, look what they did with the whole Tony Hawk, Rock Rockstar,
1: yeah. uh, or Rock
0: Band and all that stuff. Somebody actually posted an op-ed piece online that said that they should buy Take Two so they can have like. Uh, Grand Theft Auto under the and I'm like, oh really? Like we need a Grand Theft Auto every year? It's like, no. The reason why those games are good is because we don't get them every year.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know. Grand Theft Auto is a fucking event when it comes yeah. out. Fuck yeah. And if they if they tried to make a game of that scale so quickly, it would be so fucking bad. Oh god. It'd just yeah. be so horrible.
0: You be you be remembering the fond days of like, oh, I remember when I put Battlefield Four in and it ran so smoothly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Said no
1: one ever. Battlefield, that game's still fucked up, isn't it? I think so. Like it's just fucked
0: up. I still, I got a copy for Christmas. Oh no, no, no! I bought it on Amazon for like one of the little like, buy this for like twenty bucks or something like that. I remember I bought it. I still haven't played it because I keep still hearing about their issues with it. I'm like, fuck! I should just bite the bullet and play it. (laughs) See how bad it really, if it really is still that bad.
1: I don't know. First person shooters are just whatever. Yeah, we know, dude. Just Just whatever. (laughs) Moving right along. (coughs) Excuse me. The PS (laughs) right. Uh, The PS Vita. Um, wait, what? Yeah. PS Vita Microsoft.
0: (laughs) See, this is what happens
1: when he doesn't read his own articles until he actually. (laughs) 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 Jesus. The PS Vita version of Minecraft is now in Sony's hands for final testing, Mojang has confirmed in a tweet. um, tweety tweet. The PS Vita version of the famous building game will be much like the PS3 version and quote, will include all the features from the most recent PlayStation 3 version, including online play. That's kind of badass. In Sony fashion, if you own the PS3 version of the game, you'll get the Vita version for free. If you don't own either, which shouldn't be the case at this point, you can buy <laughs> uh, you can buy them bundled together for 19.99, which is essentially you're getting one free. Um, the most interesting part about Minecraft PlayStation Vita Edition is the cross save compatibility uh, with the PS3 and PS4. Um, starting a game on the console only to be able to enjoy it on the go as well is a great leg up over the competition. Um, the PS3 version of Minecraft. Released back in December of 2013, with the PS4 version dropping earlier this month, the retail disc edition for the PS4 is scheduled for October 3rd in Europe and October 7th in the U.S. for those that prefer to own the disc itself. Um, this is this is going to be the best handheld version of Minecraft for two reasons. One is the is the cross save. Actually, three reasons. Two is the the Vita, while no one buys it, is the most <laughs> powerful handheld system. When you take into account uh, graphics as well as the control control scheme, um, and then online play, which you can't do on your phone still, nah. so it's pretty it's pretty badass. Hmm. Damn, you're pretty. Soon I might get that. a Vita. I might get a Vita for this.
0: Yeah, it seems like you're gonna just be able to access Minecraft from anywhere. Yes, <laughs> as
1: Minecraft. it should. As it should be. Minecraft is is like the fucking, the crack of the younger generation. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, moving on into comic book news.
0: Uh, what has been interesting in recent years, and when I say recent, I mean the years after the release of Star Wars, is the amount of fandom that's reached a crescendo. Uh, first, it was Detroit that wanted a statue of Robocop. Iowa has a few places called Captain Kirk's, uh, called uh Star Trek's Captain Kirk, their home, and Metropolis has a Superman statue. So why should Canada? Why shouldn't Canada have a statue of their hero, Wolverine? According to an online petition on Change.org, two guys want to have a statue to honor James Logan Howlett, otherwise known as Wolverine. He was born in Edmonton in the comics. So why not have a statue of the guy uh, of the guy in our friends to the north? Definitely that would be on my list of things to see quote not many popular or exciting fictional characters are born are born Canadian but superheroes and adventurer Wolverine isn't just Canadian he's also Albertan too Jess, uh Jesse seeds writes in the petition I think it would be a uh, it would make a lot of people really proud to live in Edmonton and raise morale to erect a life-size statue of the character in City Hall or even perhaps Churchill Square or the Alberta legis- legislature Legislature grounds. Uh, Wolverine has been a staple of Marvel c- comics for the last forty years. The X-Men film franchise for fifteen is now considered the most popular, as the Avengers and Spider-Man. His friend Christopher Oliver adds, "He, we believe this a statue of the X-Man will only draw more people to the city, if not just to see it, it and make, uh, and would make fans of the character beam with pride." Uh, the text of the petition, uh is below and recommend in an awesome way to head over. Uh, we recommend in an awesome way to head over to the site. You can get the link at thelazygeeks.com and let them have their statue. Now, I wrote the story in 2000. Uh, 2000. Uh, <laughs> I wrote the story on Saturday, and uh, it had 533. Uh, let me see if they, how much it's changed since then. Uh, oh, it's had four thousand. Since then, it's added four thousand four hundred thirty-one supporters. Of course, it has. Yeah, so definitely go over there and let them know that Canada deserves a Wolverine statue. Now, keep in mind when you say life-size Wolverine statue, which, to which are you referring to the Hugh Jackman version With or the, the five version?
1: foot one uh, version?
0: <laughs> yeah, in the comics, better Spitfire. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah.
1: Did Detroit, did Detroit ever get the Robocop statue
0: yeah I think it's still it's they're getting it it's just being finished up or whatever
1: you better be careful in Detroit they might fucking jack it someone's gonna steal it it's gonna end up on someone's lawn <laughs> it's a garden gnome I bought it at Walmart don't touch it <laughs> that's two Detroit disses in one podcast by the way I'm moving right along to, to somewhere equally as weird Florida. Um, kids love superheroes. It's a simple statement with a simple truth. Oh, look at me being a little bit profound there, you know? Yeah. have myself on the back. <laughs> Apart from the normal comic book scene, superheroes are created to promote a variety of different things, including food choices. Captain Citrus has been Florida's Department of Citrus, citrus mascot for a while now and the FDOC felt it was time for a redesign. That is where Marvel steps in. Uh, the meeting first start started as something different entirely, being... Uh, Sorry, I can't, I can't even... It's just silly. It's just silly. And you know what's funny? I wrote this article like super serious. <laughs> the meeting first started as something differently in, in different entirely, being about the possibility for product placement in Marvel films. The FDOC took advantage of the meeting to... Discuss a redesign that would bring the original orange looking Captain Citrus. And by orange looking, it's an orange with arms and legs, some really thick lips, and a green cape. It's not good. (laughs) It <laughs> just isn't. Um mm-hmm. into the into the modern age of superheroes. FTOC, FDOC, spokes, spokesman David Steele. Fucking porn star much dude right. like names Beast <laughs> explains to Adweek, um, quote, We had already decided to terminate or dramatically redesign our Captain Citrus character. He had been a rotund jovial character from outer space. <laughs> why is he from why is he from outer space? He's a fucking orange. Well, it's Florida, so okay. <laughs> outer space it is and we knew and we knew that we wanted to reach kids and families with a character that was more fitness focused and also more grounded in our state's identity. and we also wanted to develop something that would capture imaginations across the country and around the world well. Florida with the fucking big goals um, by <laughs> baby, redesign- baby steps Florida baby steps. <laughs> I know calm down uh, by redesigning the character the goal is to catch the attention of the youth better when it comes to Citrus products uh, as you can see from the image below I actually have the uh, first cover issue of Avengers Assemble <laughs> Custom Edition Issue 1 featuring Captain Citrus this motherfucker <laughs> so he's got the same color scheme which makes sense. He's orange, yellow, and green. Um, he's got weird green hair, but he's like a real like kinda like just buff dude, like kinda Captain America esque. He even has a shield. Yeah, that's clear. Wolverine's looking at him like, Who's this fucking dude? Who's this bitch? <laughs> yeah. Let me get it let me get a drink. Go get me an orange juice.
0: <laughs> I'm craving orange juice. I I'm getting a little cold. Can I get some orange juice? <laughs> right.
1: Um, Sheep. Where was I? As you can, as you can see from the image below, Captain Citrus looks more, much more human, with a shield and sun-like symbol on his chest. Of course, they kept the same color scheme. Yeah, I just said all that. You can already find the new Captain Citrus in his own digital Marvel comic, as well as appearing in teasers in Captain America: The Winter Soldier DVDs. Really? Um, I haven't seen yeah, it. that's what it's. That's what the article said. Uh, so I mean, we Maybe make it's jokes. A hit Easter egg. <laughs> we make jokes, but anything that um, anything that can get kids to stop drinking so much soda and drink a little orange juice, and I mean, you can't really fault it, you know. But uh, first of all, orange juice is fucking delicious. They don't need anything to sell it. Mm-hmm. If you don't drink orange juice, you fail. This mm-hmm. shit's awesome. Um, is a cooler looking character because <laughs> the older one looks straight out the seventies. Oh like yeah, stupid cheap. <laughs> <it, geez. laughs> And he's holding that big ass uh, orange juice container like what it is, motherfucker. Fucking he even he looks a little fucking pedo about it too. Even like Kool-Aid. <laughs> Kool-Aid Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he does have that vibe to him, doesn't he? Yeah. He's from outer space though. <laughs> I don't get the outer space. Like they just needed to throw in hot terms. <laughs> Should have been from the Florida Everglades or some exactly. some weird shit. Wherever oranges grow.
0: Oh, they could have just stole a little bit from Daredevil. It was a regular orange, and then it got dumped on by nuclear waste, and it baited Captain (laughs) Orange.
1: No, fuck that. They could have stole the origin from Howard the Duck. He's from (laughs) fucking Orange World. (laughs) And he was sucked into our dimension, and he landed next to Swamp Thing, and they went on adventures together. (laughs) What the fuck? You're welcome, Florida. (laughs) They should have just sat down with me. I would have helped them out.
0: Yeah. Uh, Genius unrewarded, I tell you. Story of my fucking mind. (laughs) All right, moving on into technology news. Apple users users that were affected by the botched iOS 8.0.1 update on Wednesday may have found their saving grace. While the online community announced the workarounds for people affected by the cellular blockage and the Touch ID debacle, Apple did not waste too much time to get a fix uh, to those users with a phone that, either, that could not make a call or get into it. iOS 8.0.2 was released on Friday that would not only repair the glitches that occurred on the iPhone 6 and iPhone 6 Plus, while it did not seem to pose a problem on older iPhones, Apple made the update unavailable when the uh, reported glitches occurred earlier in the week. According to The Verge, fewer than 40,000 people downloaded the faulty um, update and it was only available for an hour. Uh,
1: quote, we will just have to get that update right away. Yeah. Uh, we open.
0: apologize for inconveniencing the iPhone 6 and the iPhone 6 Plus users who were impacted by the bug in iOS 8.0.1, Apple said in a statement to the site. Here are a list of changes that came with the uh, 8.0.2 update. Fixed an issue with the iOS 8.1 that impacted cellular network c- connectivity and touch ID on iPhone 6 and iPhone 6 Plus. Fixed a bug with the HealthKit app that now made available on the App Store. Addresses the issue where third-party keyboards could become deselected when a user enters their passcode. Fixes an issue that prevented some apps from accessing photos from the photo library. Improved reliability and the reachability uh, feature on iPhone 6 and iPhone 6 Plus. Fixed an issue that could cause unexpected cellular data usage when receiving basically text messages and picture messages. Uh, better support to uh, ask to buy for friend sharing or family sharing in in purchase apps. Fixed an issue where ringtones were sometimes not restored from iCloud backups, and fixed a bug that prevented uploading photos and videos from Safari. Apple has remained mum as to what caused the conflict in the iPhone six version of the update, uh, mm-hmm. and we most likely will never know. As many of you know, Apple is not truly forthcoming about technical issues unless it involves celebrities but one thing to point (laughs) out according to the site is that people that installed the update through itunes did not suffer any issues that affected the people that did an over-the-air update that suffered almost immediately they seem to be having a lot of problems with over-the-air shit i don't understand why and another thing is that uh just just the mere fact that it affected the new phones is like odd. Yeah. To me. It's like, it's don't. I would have expected to say like, yeah. If you have an iPhone four and an iPhone five or the five s or what what have you, you know, that would have been the problem. But it was the new phones that, it just completely blocked
1: out. You figured that's what it was updated for, right?
0: <laughs> Who seems knows little,
1: what Apple's doing, dude?
0: Yeah, that just seemed a little being
1: bitches. Like... Bitches. Speaking of bitches, <laughs> it's really hard to figure which mobile provider you should go with since many of them do not offer the best deal for the consumer. Although many people complain that AT&T is the worst, but they are starting a, a, a almost said phenomenon. <laughs> they are starting a promotion that could help those of you that are thinking of going over to their mobile share plans or even if you are currently on one. On Sunday, AT&T started offering mobile share plans that double their original data plans in a huge way. Their original plans were 15, 20, 30, 40, and 50 gigabyte mobile share plans. But as of Sunday, you can join them with their newly doubled 30, 40, 60, 80, and 100 gigabyte plans. Math. <laughs> the, new, the new 30 gigabyte uh, plan will cost you 130 a month Jesus Christ Um, which is $30 more than their often advertised 10 gigabyte for $100 uh, plan if you want to jump on this deal you would need to do it quickly the data increase as you would expect is a temporary promotion and you need to sign up uh, by October 31st um, because the curse is lifted on Halloween so (laughs) if you are currently or I'm sorry if you are a current mobile share plan if you what, if you are on a Steve <laughs> current mobile share plan, you can get with one of those or one of these new plans. But you need to contact AT and T directly um, to get the new promotional price. And that's with any of these fucking companies. You see a promotion yeah. that you dig, just fucking call them and be like, "Well, I'll just cut my service." Yeah, yeah, I'll just go with my and they'll they'll give you any fucking promotion you want, um, within reason. You want a hand job? too? We'll give it to you. Hold on. Shit! Yes. <laughs> Get somebody there right away. One more thing. The pricing is not promotional. Once the promotion ends, you will continue paying those rates uh, for as long as you wish. The Verge notes that the new promotional price brings their prices down close to Sprint and T-Mobiles, both of which off, offer unlimited data plans similar to that of AT&T's new 30-gigabyte plan. And obviously, and honestly, 30 gigabytes, dude. Like, If you're using more than 30 gigabytes on your phone, you don't know what Wi-Fi is.
0: But this is – yeah. And this is also to you know a pool. So however many phones you have on there, so 30 gigs. And believe me, if you have more than – if you have any teenagers or kids, yeah, you're going to burn through 30 gigs very quickly. Stupid-ass
1: kids. (laughs) You know know what my kid did on the cell phone? First month, we hit her an iPhone, right? Because I'm Mm -hmm. an idiot. Right. She uses an app that makes international calls to Canada – which I still think is silly that that's considered international, but they are. To make prank phone calls. Wow. And I said, I said to my daughter, I said, two things wrong with this. One, you don't pay the bill. So don't fucking call internationally. Two, can Canada, that's who you pick on? <laughs> yeah. Why are you picking on Canada? What did they do to you? Like, I actually felt bad. I'm like, leave Canada alone. It's not right. You're going
0: to call those numbers that you, you called... And apologize. <laughs>
1: call Mexico or something. Don't call Canada. <laughs> I know. Fucking wow. Canada. Jesus. Love it. Uh, uh,
0: all right. Well, this is... Uh, you finished? Did you finish the...
1: Yeah, I'm finished, dick. <laughs> no.
0: Well, then this is
1: your bit, so... Wow, what the fuck? There's some formatting errors on the page. Let okay. me fix that. My, so, page, my page went blank for a second. <laughs> then you're obviously the reason for the fuck up. Anyway. <laughs> like a dick. So you might have heard about this already. Oh, wait. I got to read the thing. Huh? I never do these by myself. Um, <laughs> by yourself. <laughs> yeah. I always have, a, I'll I walk always you have through a it. partner. I'll walk <laughs> you through it. Yeah. Steve always holds my hand. <laughs> Many times, people, companies, or someone does something that is straight up bitch. This is a section of the podcast called "This Week's This Bitch." That's right. That's right. You gotta be dramatic about this shit. So, this involves uh, a very popular movie, and how <laughs> how how said movie is is claimed to be a ripoff of a woman's real life account of her of her life of her life story. Um, I'm just going to read the article. This article comes from T- TMZ. Now, I know it's from TMZ, but this is legit. It's not bullshit. This is really happening. Um, you might have thought Walt Disney's Frozen. Why does TMZ say Walt Disney's Frozen? It's Disney's Frozen. <laughs> and Walt Disney didn't write it. Hmm. Still, it's actually what's... the Walt Disney company. I know, but it's just still. It's, it's disrespectful. You got to be right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, was about an ice princess and a talking snowman, but it's actually one woman's true life story. So she claims in a new $250 $50 million lawsuit. Yeah, that's a wow. serious fucking lawsuit. Also, um, compared to how much money Frozen made, not that much. Um, Isabel Tanukami. Tanukami? Hmm. That sounds like a verb. I know. Why don't you go me? Why don't you come over here and me, baby? Um, whatever. Her name's Isabel. Um, Do we really care? No. Claims the movie is not based on the Hans Christian Andersen fairy tale, The Snow Queen, but rather her 2010 autobiography about growing up in the Andes mountains, or the Andean mountains of Peru. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, Tanakumi... Uh, claims Disney plagiarized and copied the story, characters, and plots from her book, and turned it into Frozen, the highest-grossing animated flick of all time. Um, TMZ says they took a quick look at their book and uh, they didn't see a snowman, um, <laughs> which is which would we'll throw out the case right there. You say characters. Is the, this, <laughs> this is the real question here, okay? Because no one has read this book, and that's probably why this is even coming up. Um, I want to know if there's a human being on this planet that can create a fucking ice castle (laughs) just by blinking, because I'm terrified. Exactly. You know, and um, also, we got talking reindeers, talking snowmen. Like, you could, okay, fine, let's take all the, let's take that out of it. And just focus on the main characters. The movie is about Anna, truthfully. Right. It, I mean, Elsa is the is the, the problem, but okay. she's not the villain. This movie's weird c- compared to other Disney movies. There really is no real villain until the very end of the fucking movie. Right. So, um, okay. So let's say Anna. That's her life story. That's that's what that's what's been stolen here. Right. Okay. So what's Anna's story in this? So her Anna, parents
0: were killed in a ship accident.
1: Her parents were killed in a ship accident. She's also a princess. Right. Um, her on the day of her sister's coronation to be queen. Right. Um, there's there's an event, and they come to find out that Elsa. Oh, by the way, Anna already knew about Elsa's shit, her magic powers. Right. But the Rock Trolls um, <laughs> right. erased her memories to protect her. So, right, right. so now, no, no, I'm not, I'm not even finished. <laughs> so now Elsa has a nervous fucking breakdown, essentially, and freezes a fountain, right. and and all this other shit, and runs over water as if she is Jesus Christ, just hotter. <laughs> I said hotter. I'm not ashamed. <laughs> runs over water, sings a song. And then makes a big ice thing, ice castle. And creates a storm that's running. Creates a storm like- that freezes Jesus. over mm-hmm. her town because of her emotions. She didn't do it intentionally. Right, right. This goes back to the, her, her not being the villain, just the problem. Um, and then Anna meets a dude with uh, a weird relationship with a reindeer. Mm-hmm. They go up this mountain to get her. Um, there's another attack prince, by attacked attack by, by wolves, people. and that could have happened. Why not? Right, right, right. Um, they <laughs> <laughs> um, then Elsa accidentally hits, um, much like when she was a child, mm-hmm. hits Anna in the heart with her magic. They have to go back to the Rock Trolls. trolls. Spoilers, yeah. by the way. I mean, you should have seen this movie a hundred times already. Um, they have to go back to the Rock Trolls. Rock trolls they can't do that because only an act of true love, right, can unfreeze her heart. Right, blah 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 blah. We assume it's going to be a kiss from the from some dude. It isn't. It's the sisters hugging, and or the sacrifice made. The curse is lifted. It's spring again. Now, Elsa's the queen, and she freezes the fountain area sometimes so the children can can ice skate. Very beautiful story. I want to know what human being <laughs> on this planet was involved in that kind of story. <laughs> When I first heard about this lawsuit, there was 10 seconds of staring at my computer screen with my mouth slightly agape. And then I laughed for the remainder of the minute. This is the stupidest – this is literally the stupidest lawsuit I've ever heard of in my life. Yeah. And it's an obvious pay attention to my book because now people are going to buy your book. Right, because they're going to try to read not it. Not because they think she's some kind of ice princess, but because they, they want to know what she could... And I guarantee nothing in there. It might be winter once. Right. That's probably the only thing. And then you have another book, The Snow Queen, <laughs> which is directly relatable. To It's just so stupid. Like, why are we even taking this person? Say, well, we're not, but why is anybody taking this? What lawyer <laughs> took on this fucking case? They probably assume they probably assume Disney would just pay her off, right? But that's not gonna happen. That not not with no. this big of a movie.
0: No, they're gonna be like, um, really?
1: So how's Olaf? Because <laughs> yeah. that's the thing. Because I was talking to which buck- one? My first question would be, okay, which one are you? Yeah, are you are you Elsa, Elsa? or are you Anna? Are you the good sister? Or Are you the bad sister? I want to see you walk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And the sad thing is, being that I have children, I've seen this movie so many times that I will be able to tell <laughs> by the walk alone. Um,
0: I is her hair parents. the same?
1: Is the hair the same way? there's it a whole string of. I think her. I think she's not even. I don't know. I just don't know. Also, Frozen takes place in Norway. Right. Right. You know, um, which could be confused with the Andes. You know. Oh, believe me, I mean Peru and Norway practically. Yeah, I like somebody made copies. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> I was talking to a buddy of mine, and uh, what did he say? He said, um, "Shit, I can't even remember what he said." He said something funny, and I laughed. <laughs> that <was> really, <laughs> well, that that's really. That's great. So, Thanks for sharing that one. That was yeah. just. He hilarious. said. He said something about um. Oh, he goes. Well, you know, before we make jokes, we haven't read her book. And I'm like, I don't need to read her fucking autobiography to know. It'd be different if she wrote a storybook. Right. Now, then that's a shady area, too. Because if she wrote a storybook, then Disney could claim, well, you based it off the Snow Queen. Because the Snow Queen is not um, copyrighted. Right. You write about the Snow Queen all you want. So that's how Disney makes their fucking movies. They just pick things that were made in, like, the 1700s. They don't have to pay anybody any royalties. Um Yeah, so, but the fact
0: that she's using "it's my autobiography," it's it's so stupid. Yeah, but the the problem they, is is that if you look at just the the legacy of these copyright infringement
1: laws, they never go well for the person laying the lawsuit. So, don't cry. They go, they go one. They go one of two ways, and that's that's what that's what my friend said. That that's what I remember now. Fucking um, he was talking. He said this. It goes one of two ways. They either pay them off or they lose. The the people with the lawsuit lose. Now, the buddy goes, "Well, why don't they just Disney's just going to pay him off?" That's probably why. I'm like, "No, they're not going to pay him off because then they're going to tarnish the name of the franchise, the biggest franchise they've had in a while." And they have uh, a literally a building of lawyers that could squash this in a day, dude. Disney lawyers are probably laughing. They ass off.
0: They're like, Oh, let me handle I wanna handle let me handle this one.
1: (laughs) Let me do uh, it. Just give this shit to the intern real quick because we're going on like a vacation and shit. Exactly. We don't have time for this. (laughs) Disney's interns are better than this this chick's fucking lawyer. Oh man. Unpaid. That's I everybody that I've told you, they
0: look to be like, What? (laughs) They go, She was an ice queen?
1: (laughs) I was like, That's that's (laughs) assuming she was the bad sister. Maybe maybe she was the snowman.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. You
1: know, I mean, you don't really know. Yeah, it could all be poetic and and you know <laughs> symbolism and stuff like that. Right. So,
0: uh, well, if you'd like to recommend a this bitch for the podcast, please recommend it to it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash lazygeeks, <laughs> or <laughs> or mention it to us on Twitter at the Lazy Geeks using the hashtag this bitch. You can even email it to us at the website uh, TheLazyGeeks.com. dot Um, this week we have uh, we have a site comment here from Marvin talking about uh fios looking to go a la carte he says comcast was 117 uh i'm thinking he's probably meant month he goes but i bought a roku a kindle fire tv set top and gives me more content that i'll ever need i have an indoor antenna it gets local content even some football games spent about 250 uh for tv for life
1: (laughs) That... Marvin knows what's up. I know he knows. What's... He knows, what... but so if... we do here too. In my house, man, we yeah. got the we got Roku, we got uh, fucking Netflix. We don't have Hulu right now because we never watch it. Yeah, um, yeah I'm getting rid of ne- Hulu because I I never watch it either. Because it never has the show I want to watch. Yeah, or it has the
0: weird, spotty like seasons. and yeah. shit like that. But then he said he'd get Verizon if it was available. And yeah, I mean if Verizon's going a la carte with like. You know, here, you could watch these things here. Fuck yeah, I'd go through them. But yeah, you know, he's doing it no, right. the card mean, like, Anything you can pay you for one channel? Yeah, you can pay for any channels you want.
1: Oh, see, that's dope. Yeah. Like, just get HBO or something if you want to watch yeah. Game of Thrones, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's legit. Yeah.
0: All right. So, lastly, uh, we're adding a new section to the podcast uh, called Random Story of the Week. This is just a story that just seems a little odd. It's not like a a this bitch or even worthy of a story. And this one comes from the Washington Post. I just thought it was hilarious. And because of the fact, given what the actual topic was about, I thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, Now, this one comes from Colby Ickowitz from the Washington Post and uh, starts it off with, Lest there be any confusion, going to the movies during the workday, even if the plot is tangibly... Related to your work does not count as billable hours. In hmm. in May
1: 2013,
0: a supervisor at the National Oceanic and Ad- Atmospheric Administration's Geostationary Operational Environment Satellites R series. Wow. Fucking A, dude. Uh, yeah, man, imagine that acronym looks like an ITER.
1: NOAAGEORS. Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck that. I,
0: yeah. Uh, which monitors, among other things, space weather organized a team-building activity in the middle of the day to go grab lunch together and then all see the 2 p.m. showing of Star Trek Into Darkness. Many who attended assumed that since it was work, uh, a work-organized event that they could charge the time as work hours. But the Commerce Department Inspector General said in a report released last week that, oh no, going to the movies is not work the OIG concluded that unlike training events which are designed to develop professional skills and therefore may be counted as work hours watching a star trek movie offers no professional development opportunities as the report uh, according to the report therefore even if such an event resulted in greater u- unity or cohesion the hours spent at the event should not be billed to the government the Event was planned to boost morale and 21 employees, including government workers and private sector federal contractors attended. Six federal employees, three NASA, two uh, NOAA, and one Commerce General Counsel, and seven federal contractors billed the hours spent at lunch and the movie to the government. A whistleblower, uh, there's always one. As always was. Well. One day after the movie, too. Right, yeah. A whistleblower alerted the inspector general to the event, decrying that it created the appearance
1: of disregard for tax dollars. Dick. I don't um, even care if you took just my tax money for them to go to the movies. Exactly. I don't fucking care. Star Trek, even. Come
0: on. Yeah. Yeah, shit. One of the inspector generals began investigating. The employee's time cards were adjusted to reflect the non-work hours, and the contractors who worked for Noblis... Booz, Allen, Hamilton, and Aerospace eventually all credited the money back to the government. The Inspector General concluded that the supervisor should have been more clear about timekeeping, but the investigation was not to suggest that there shouldn't be team-building activities planned. However, events like the matinee viewing of the the latest Star Trek movie held in May 2013 should not be uh, conducted at the expense of the taxpayers, the Inspector General wrote. Dude, they even went to a matinee.
1: Come on, come on, come on. Uh, but hey, can I can I quickly before we go into this? Can I just give a shout out to uh, the person who wrote the article? Cause uh, not too bad in the eyes. Just saying.
0: Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I see that.
1: <laughs> not saying, just saying, you know. Just
0: saying. Um, let's, the article goes on to say, hmm. Wonder if our bosses would mind if we took a midday showing of Citizen Kane or maybe All the President's Men. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Washington Post. Post. <laughs> oh, man. But... <laughs> or no, you went home. You guys all went home to watch. Um... Oh, what's that fucking Spacey movie, spacey TV show? Spacey TV show? is it Kevin Spacey that's in it? Oh, oh House, House of fucking... Cards. House of there you House go. Card. They can go home and watch House of Cards.
0: House of Cards. But come on. They, they went to a matinee show.
1: I mean, come on, that's the thing money. is. And, and whoever the whistleblower is, is a dick. Disregard of tax, like, why don't you look at the real disregard of tax dollars that happens every day? Exactly. They, they use some tax money to go, any company will spend company money for shit like that. I, I've gone on events like that, which had nothing to do with professional development. Mm-hmm. Just to bond as, as a group,
0: Yeah. and the
1: company paid for it. I don't give a fuck. That's not frivolous use of tax dollars. They're a fucking group of coworkers. They're doing important shit, right? Exactly. St- with science and shit, you know, science and I, shit. It's, it's just, yeah, so technical. <laughs> I see. They're doing science and shit. They're just doing sciencey shit. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, you know what's a waste of tax dollars? Congress. <laughs> <laughs> That's. that's a waste
1: of tax dollars right there the truth (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Congress, (laughs) half of the time the presidency (laughs) yeah, exactly alright, that's it
0: for another edition of the Lazy Geeks podcast, remember we're thinking so you don't have to, I'm Stephen Vargas
1: I'm Adam Riley peace out